That was fantastic. Nothing like a little sibling rivalry to spice things up in the church. I love it. That race was riveting. It was uh, all eyes were on that in the building, that's for sure. My name is Mike, and I'm the lead pastor here at Living Hope, and I want to welcome you to 50 Days in the Spirit, where we get to learn more about the Holy Spirit. We believe that the next 50 days not only have the potential to change your life, but it has the potential to change our church and our community and our world as well. So stay tuned for that. I want to tell you about some home groups, some life groups, before we get going here. So uh, starting today, we are kicking off our life groups, and at 1.30 today, we have some life groups coming up here. Sunday's 1.30 home group uh, led by Jordan and Danielle Cullum. It's all the information for all of our groups is also online, and you'll, you'll see a link for that posted at the end of these slides here for the life groups. But I just want to, uh, to draw your attention to all of them because they're, they're great groups and there's opportunity in the groups. And uh, there are some that, that don't have anybody signed up for them, including my own. So um, please, please take advantage of these groups that are being offered. They are great ways to grow as we get to learn about God together, as we get to learn about the Spirit of God together. Okay, so that first group again was Sunday, 1.30, led by Jordan, Pastor Jordan and his wife, Danielle Cullum. So again, their inf contact information is available online. You'll see that link in a bit. So Monday, here are the groups for Mondays. Two groups. One is a men's group and one is a women's group. One, the men's group led by our drummer here, Johnny Nixon. He leads the men's groups Mondays at 7 o'clock. And 7 o'clock as well is the women's group, led by Brittany Wilhelm and Eileen McCursey. And so that is an excellent group for you to join as well, uh, if you're a woman. Uh, men, go to the men's group. Women, to the women's group. That's uh, the way things usually go. So on uh, Tuesdays, we also have one group, a study group, led by Wade and Tara Ashworth. They're starting a study group here for 50 days in the Spirit. So a study group is a group just for this 50 days in the Spirit. A home group is not only going to be 50 days in the Spirit, but they're going to continue with some different material after 50 days is done. Okay, so I, I, uh, I twisted Wade's arm to, uh, to commit to a study group, and so they're, they're leading a study group for this time. Uh, I may be able to twist his arm again to, to lead something after, but uh, that's in negotiation uh, I haven't got him to sign that. I don't have a, bo uh, a signing bonus or anything lined up yet. So we'll see what happens for that group. But Tuesdays, 7 o'clock, led by Wade and Tara. Wednesdays, there are multiple options. Okay, so there is a home group starting at 7 o'clock, led by Sean and Patty McClelland. There's also a home group led at 7.15 by Claude and Marion Schnell. And so those are going to be happening in the building, and we're in separate rooms. We have lots of space here in the building, and so they're happening here, different times, 7 and 7.15 accordingly. But also, there's an online option. So online only. I'll be leading a group over Zoom. So if you're interested in that, text me, email me, get in contact with me, and I will send you the link, because you can't just join in. You can't just show up. You need a link to show up. So let me know that you're coming, that you want to be there for the online group, and I'll send you the information so that you can join in in our Zoom online home group. 
For Thursday night, we have Jerry is leading a home group Thursday nights at 7 o'clock again. And uh, she'll be leading a home group. So not only will be she be studying and going through 50 days in the Spirit, but she's going to continue on with some more material after this is done in the middle of February. So uh, we have options Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. And if you could just show that next link there for contact information for each and every one of these groups to let them know that you want to attend. Please, this is very important. Uh, the leaders need to know how many people to expect, okay? And so if you could just let the leaders know by following this link here, that's on here, I guess it's below me. Follow that link there and go to, uh, go to the group that you're interested in and contact the leader. Let them know, hey, I want to come. I want to be there. This is, this is the only slot available for me, and this is very important, so I really want to be here. So let the leader know that you plan on coming, and uh, they'll make sure to accommodate you, okay? So I, I am so excited about life groups because... Uh, even when we get to meet all together in the building, when there's 200 people in the building, it's really hard to connect with everybody. It's really hard to have a deep conversation because you see so many people that you want to chat with, that you want to connect with. So you, you talk with someone for a few minutes and then, oh, hold on, I got to go see someone else over here. And you go talk to them. And the, the time just isn't there to connect on a Sunday morning. So it's beyond Sundays that we need to connect. It's beyond the services that we need to reach out to people, that we need to have connections with people. And that's exactly what life groups are designed to do. Each and every one of these groups, these leaders, are going to be pastoring all their groups and going to be making sure to keep in touch with them and to, to be praying with people, to be sharing the deep things of life. Okay? So life groups are so important for us as we disciple each other and as we are being discipled by God. Okay, so those are the life groups, and I really want you to be in a life group. I would love for you to join a life group, to be in a group, and if, if we have to recruit more leaders, we will, okay? If we have to, I'd love to recruit, be recruiting leaders all the time, okay? So let me know, let your leaders know that, you, that those, for those groups that you want to be there, all right? Okay, so before we get into the message, I'm going to open with a word of prayer. Prayer is good. Communion with God is good. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this word, for your word. Father, we pray that not only would you hide your word in our hearts, but Lord God, that you would help us to help me to speak your word boldly today. And Lord, that we would receive your word with open arms, with a, with a warm heart this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost, 50, year, 50 days sorry, after the crucifixion of Jesus. And on that day, a small number of believers were gathered, and they, they, something significant happened to them. I don't want to spoil it yet. Something significant happened to them. And then they went out, and they talked to people. And that day, 3,000 people were added to the church. Because you know why? Because they had fancy light setups. They had fantastic sound dampening material. They had uh, alliteration in the sermon. No, it was the Holy Spirit that fell, that made the difference. None of these things really make a difference. The Holy Spirit makes the biggest 
difference. And that's what we're going to talk about over these next 50 days. We cannot recreate what happened in the book of Acts. But you know what? That's history, and that's okay. Because God also gives us other promises in Scripture for today. Here's two of them. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 29 says, And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. Man, I... Hey, have you ever read a verse and, and just thought, I really want to see that happen? What, what would that look like? Have you ever wondered, reading a verse and thought, what would that look like if, if it was happening right now? I would love to see what's happening in those two scriptures happen today, happen every day in our church, in our services, in our everyday lives. I would love for that to happen. Maybe, maybe you're actually in a place where you read those and you think, oh, you know what, that's kind of weird. That's not normal. And you're in a place where you just, you're not ready for it yet. Well, you know what? It's, it's not normal because it's supernatural. It's not normal because it isn't supposed to be normal. It's super normal. It's supernatural. It's from God. They aren't, port, they aren't part of the natural order of this world. But just because they're supernatural doesn't mean they should be uncommon. See, when Jesus taught us to pray in the Our Father, he said in there, on earth as it is in heaven. Do you think heaven and earth are the same? I don't think they look the same right now. But you know, we have some work to do. That means we have some work to do to bring more of heaven to earth. Here's the second prophetic word in Haggai 2.9. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Glory and peace. Man, if there's two things in this world that we need more of in this world, it's more of the glory of God and more of His peace. There are so many terrible things going on in this world. This world is not headed in a good direction. We desperately need Jesus to pour out His Spirit once again. In the North American church, where we claim to be open to the outpouring of the Spirit, where we claim to be open to the things of God, we've basically scheduled out the Holy Spirit. We, and we're guilty of it here. I'm guilty of it where we have a strict schedule. We've got to keep to the time. We've got to make sure that the, this happens at the right time, this happens at the right time, and that we're all wrapped up at exactly 11 o'clock so that we don't go over, we don't get hangry, and we don't miss our lunch. That's too important. We have become so good at what we do. We, we, we're, uh, there were some excellent musicians and singers up here. Um, every once in a while, when it's not me up here, we have a great preacher up here giving a good word. And, you know, we have, we have uh, smoke machines and laser light. No, we're not here. But some churches do. And, you know, who needs the Holy Spirit when you have a smoke machine? We do. We need the Holy Spirit. We cannot 
function as the body of Christ without the Holy Spirit. Who cares about smoke machines? Who cares about these fancy lights? If the Spirit of God is here, the Spirit of God will draw people and will make changes. In this series, we're going to look at living in the Spirit, hearing in the Spirit, praying, walking, speaking, and ministering in the Spirit. Today, we're going to talk about a couple things about living in the Spirit. Now, I'm not much for TV shows or... Uh, I, I love movies, but I'm not really much for TV. But there was a show that Kristen and I were waiting to watch till we both had focus time to, to really get a lot of episodes in. Uh, it's, it's easier to just wait and, and watch them all together. And so we were waiting for a while to watch The Mandalorian. And over the Christmas break... We watched both seasons of The Mandalorian. And I can't wait for season three to come out in December. It's, it's a long ways away. But I'm waiting for season three to come out in December. We'll probably watch one and two again at some point in this year to refresh our memories. But the, one of the coolest parts was when little baby Yoda closed his eyes, stretched out his hand, and he used the force to lift up the mud horn and to save the Mandalorian. That was one of my favorite parts. Now, talking about the Holy Spirit, I want you in the chat to put a hand up emoji if you have ever referred to the Holy Spirit as a force or as a thing. Okay? Let's be honest. If you've ever done that, put the hand up emoji in the chat. I know there are lots of you doing that right now, and I would be doing that right now if I was commenting, if I was online. Lots of us have done that. But you know what? The most amazing thing about the Holy Spirit, not the most amazing thing, but the most important thing I want to tell you about the Holy Spirit today is that the Holy Spirit is not a force, is not a thing. Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit is a person, not a human person, a divine person. We can't manipulate him to do what we want him to do. He is God. He is holy. We need to operate under his parameters when we're with him. Okay, so it's not uncommon to hear of the Holy Spirit as an it or as a thing, but it's wrong. So let's look at how Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit in Math, uh, John sorry, chapter 16. John 16, verse 13. Now, Take a look at how Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that He will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what He will make known to you. Now, trick question. What do you think Jesus is trying to say about the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit is a divine person. And to better understand the Holy Spirit, we need to look at the Godhead as a whole. We need to look at the Trinity, the triunity 
of God. Three persons of God, yet one God. Okay? Within Christianity, there are plenty of things that we can debate on, that we can disagree on, that we can agree to disagree on. But we cannot disagree on the Trinity. That is the foundation of Christianity. We need to agree on the Trinity of God. So, we can't remove any amount of deity from God the Father, Jesus the Son, or the Holy Spirit. All three are equally divine and equally God, and yet they are one God. This is not simply a New Testament idea, but let's turn to the very first chapter of the very first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Now, do you think he was talking to the animals there? No. Do you think he was talking to the angels and the heavenly hosts that were gathered around? Well, I sure hope not, because Lucifer was an angel. I don't want to be created in the image of an angel. Okay? I want and I am created in the image of God. That is an amazing thing. God the Father there was talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. That's the collective. That's the, the our we, that's who Jesus, God was talking to. Visualize this with me now. Okay, tell me where in this example in Matthew, where each member of the Godhead is. Okay, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Okay? Where in this example is each member of the Godhead? Jesus is where? There are people here. Come on. Jesus is in the water. The Holy Spirit is descending somewhere between heaven and Jesus. And God the Father is in heaven. That's right. Very clear picture. Jesus, Holy Spirit, God. All three of them present. All three of them distinct. All three of them God. All three appear simultaneously. We don't serve one God with three different modes or, or roles. I, I am a, a dad. I am a husband. I am a son. I am a pastor. I am a Friend, I, it's, that's not what we're talking about here. God is three in one, not roles. Do you understand the doctrine of the Trinity yet? Probably not. Probably not. It's because it's a mystery. We have to accept it by faith. We can look at all sorts of analogies about water, the three different phases of water. We can look at the three different parts of an egg. We can look at uh, light, that light is... We have seven colors all together at once, and yet it's one light, which is crazy, but it doesn't even compare to the greatness that is God in this mystery. There's no simple way to explain the Trinity because there's no simple way to explain God. God is infinite. We are finite. Our minds are finite. We have limitations. He does not, okay? 
So there's no possible way for us to really fully understand who God is. Let, we can't understand the galaxies. We can't understand eternity, let alone the one who created it. Uh, I want to tell you a little story about Augustine, one of the early church fathers. He was, he was meditating on and trying to understand the concept of the Trinity when he decided, you know what, he needed to go get some exercise. So he's out walking along the beach, and he sees this little boy with this hole, and he dug in the sand. And then the little boy would go over, grab a bucket of water from the ocean, and put it into the hole. Go and grab a bucket of water from the ocean, and he put it in the hole. And Augustine just could not figure out what he was doing. So he asked the boy, "What are you doing?" "Oh, I'm, I'm trying to put the ocean into my hole." And that's when it hit Augustine. That's exactly what I'm trying to do when I'm trying to fully understand the Trinity. I'm trying to take an infinite God. Now the oceans are finite. Don't even compare to the infiniteness, the, in, the unexhaustibility of God. But the concept is the same. God, we're, we're trying to take a, a, something that is so massive and trying to put it in something that is so finite. And we just, we can't do it. We, because we can't fully understand the Trinity, we tend to focus usually on one member of the Godhead. Most churches will emphasize one member of the Godhead over the others. Evangelicals tend to relate best to Jesus. Mainline churches tend to relate best to uh, God. And charismatic churches tend to relate best to Holy Spirit. As we look through Scripture, though, we'll discover that on this third point in my, in my uh, sermon, uh, sorry, second point, that anytime God demonstrates His power, He does it through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the power broker. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Where was Holy Spirit? Moving on the waters. Holy Spirit was active. Holy Spirit was at work. How many miracles do we see Jesus performing in the Gospels before His baptism and before the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Zero. Not a single one. Not a single one. It's only after the Holy Spirit descends on him that we see Jesus perform miracles. Acts 10.38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And power. Everything that God does in our lives, he does by his Spirit. Holy Spirit saves, Holy Spirit delivers, Holy Spirit speaks, heals, forgives, empowers, and gives us gifts and fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is active. If the church is stale, then it's because we have not allowed room for the Holy Spirit to be with us. That we have a form of godliness, but we're denying the power of God. If we want to live in the fullness of that God has for us, we need to access the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So, third point is that Holy Spirit dwells in us. I know that because 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, 
Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? Why is this such a big deal? Because in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit came upon people. But it's because of the work of the cross. It's because the veil of the temple was torn and the Holy Spirit was released from the Holy of Holies that we now have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. That's an amazing thing that has never been a part of human history before that. It's the work of the cross. Holy Spirit is with us at all times. You know, I love chocolate-covered things, but chocolate-filled things are so much better. And the Holy Spirit is way better than chocolate. Can we all agree on that? Okay. Everywhere you go, everything you do, Holy Spirit is with you. That's why before you came to Christ, you, and you did something you, you know you shouldn't have, you, you feel bad for a little bit, but you, you shrug it off. You, you don't let it bother you. You just you move on and you do whatever you want to do. But now as a believer, you do something you know you shouldn't and you feel bad. You feel convicted. It's because the Holy Spirit inside you is grieved when you do those things. And He's speaking to you. And that moves us to my final point this morning, that the Holy Spirit changes us. Romans 8 verse 11 says, And if the, whole, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies who lives in you. That's a significant change. When you look at the major problems of this world, hate, racism, injustice, oppression, anger, I could, the list can go on and on. We have no real political no real economic, or no real military answers. And you know why? It's because we cannot change people. We cannot change people from the outside. Every single wife and parent knows that to be true. Every single per wife and parent knows that. People only change from the inside out. It's from our hearts. And you know what? That's not our job. That falls under the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. And these are just some of the reasons why we are digging into the Holy Spirit for the next 50 days. We need to know how better to relate, how better to work with and work under the Holy Spirit and to have Him work within us. So join us as we continue to dig deeper into Holy Spirit who is the powerful person that is divine, that dwells within us, and that changes us. If you are hearing about Holy Spirit, or maybe even Jesus for the very first time today, I want to let you in on some really good news. That Jesus came, and He paid the penalty for your sin, and He paid the penalty for everything wrong that you ever have done or will do in your life. And it's as simple as A, B, C to serve him. Admit that you are not perfect. Believe that Jesus is Lord of your life and serve him as that. And believe that he came to save you. And then C is choose to follow him today 
and every day. We're going we're gonna to pray doing that exactly right now. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you came to be the perfect sacrifice that we could not be. That you ripped that veil and you opened up the Holy of Holies for us. We thank you that you made allowances for the Holy Spirit to be in us. You made it so that we can be heirs together with you. And we thank you and we serve you and we choose to live for you today and every day because you are Lord and you are Savior. If you said that for the very first time, I would love to be in touch with you. If you could email me, please, at amen at livinghope-ca.org. We'd love to be in touch with you to help you on your walk with the Lord. We're going to close the service right now, but I want to invite you, if you would like prayer for absolutely anything, if you have anything going on in your life that you would love some prayer for, then please message us on Facebook Messenger until 11.30. We will be there. Pastors and staff members will be online to make sure that you have someone to pray with you. Okay? We want to be people that are active in prayer. Okay, so join us. Message us on Facebook Messenger. Join a life group. Let's just close the service in prayer here now. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much that you are in us. That you, you work within us. You choose to be with us and to change us. And we thank you so much for that. Holy Spirit, we invite you to speak to us. To use us in any way you desire. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in control of our lives and not us. Because we were bought with a price. We are not our own. We serve you. We serve you, God. Help us over these next 50 days to really understand what it is to live in the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have yourself a wonderful day and a fantastic week and year. God bless. Hey, don't leave just yet. If you love what we do here at Living Hope and you would like to be a part of our, our mission of furthering the gospel in this community, we would like to invite you to, to give by going to livinghope-ca.org slash give. And right there, you can actually pick the best giving option that works for you. Once again, thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful day.